You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Full heart and clear mind builds the neural pathways that will awaken you to a healthier, joyful, and more successful life. I'm your host, Michael Oliver, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Dr. Deborah Dyke and Marie Gosher. Good morning. Hi, morning. guys. Hi. Hello. How's, how's it going? Good. Going well. So here we are um, at the end of a year and beginning a new year shortly. Yeah. New decade. Yeah. So um, I have a question to start us off. So what, how would you define touchstones? What do those, what does that bring to your mind? What do you think of that? Um, a touchstone would be an essential component, an essential part of whatever it is of the whole, whatever you're looking at. The touchstones would be those pieces that make up that whole. Um, it determines the quality of, of a thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think we're talking about touchstones because the touchstones are a personal quality, I believe. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Maria? With um, yeah, I would I would agree. Touchstones are things that you know, literally. Not I mean, not literally, but you got to touch this, touch this, touch this in order to you got to get all these qualities in order to get something as a whole. And I think I like the term touchstone. Um, as opposed to key components, because it is a self-discovery. It is about the self going going internal, um, knowing that inner work can make a huge change in your outer world, and and I think that's why we selected touchstones. Yeah. So it leads us into our uh, our topic for today, which is you know the five touchstones of success, and so we we chose the five those five touchstones as, um, as a way to enter into whatever one would define as success. So we're not really defining success um, for anyone, right? We're, success is, is defined personal. by the particular individual. But what we're saying is that the touchstones can help any individual with how they're defining success to have an outcome Correct. that, that they <clears throat> desire to have. Mm -hmm. How they get there. How they get there. And so the five, the five touchstones are we have meditation as one touchstone. Mindfulness is a, another touchstone. We have silence um, and we have sound and we have breath. And intuition. And intuition. And intuition. So, yeah. so yeah, there's my counting silence, for you, right? Yeah, <laughs> silence, silence and sound, sound kind of go together. Silence and sound go together. So when we talk about those five touchstones, what is, you know, we talk about how those are integrated and why it's important to think about those in group in terms of helping people be more successful, however they define that, versus looking at them more individually. So what's the value in that? Like what's the value of looking at these touchstones, these five touchstones as a group in related to success rather than looking at them more individually? 
Well, I'll jump in and just say that personally, I believe they're interrelated, that can you achieve meditation without the other four? Yes. Can you breathe without meditating and, and calm your mind and body? Yes. But when you do them in tandem, you achieve a deeper state, <clears throat> a deeper um, experience, a more fulfilling and lasting experience that you can apply to your day-to-day uh, living. I, I tried to come up with an analogy, and it's funny. It's one that my former teacher used, doing one without the others, like trying to fix a, 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 a tire while the car is still rolling along the highway, um, that when you learn all five in tandem, it becomes a very powerful experience. And so that's why we like to bundle the five together. So this is interesting, right, for us in a way that that's exactly what we're talking about and why this is, I think, important to introduce to our audience. Because these individual, everybody's heard of them, and probably there are a fair number of people that are practicing those. Some may, some may not, right? Some people may be doing meditation, but may not be doing anything with sound, for example. Maybe someone's working in being more mindful, but they're not incorporating breath into that. What we've, what we're doing here is we're introducing these five as a group. And we specifically chose the word touchstones over something like pillars or keys. And Marie, you had a really cool analogy. Actually, when we were developing this um, for this particular episode, we were talking about the touchstones. Um, and, you know, you drew out a, a nice visual. You want to talk about that visual a little bit? Because I think it's pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, I'm a visual person, so I like to try to convert things into something that's um, visual to look at and remember. So my um, thinking of how touchstones work and the five touchstones of success is uh, what I observe is that, like you mentioned, Michael, a lot of people tend to do just one thing or maybe a couple med- med- meditation by itself or breath and meditation, uh, but they don't look at, you know, the other components that we're talking about in the five. So um, and then if we look at society as a whole, it's this instant gratification. We want to do get to uh, from point A to point B as quickly as possible um, and but also as most effective. And so uh, there's kind of an illusion, I think, that if you do meditation alone by itself, you're going to get to your destination, where you want to go. But the way I look at it is um, you could picture like a river. You have two sides of the river. You want to get from one side to the other side. And, um, you know, let's say there's some rocks that are that bridge to get from one side to the other. Um, If you have just one rock in the center of the river, and let's call that meditation, um, someone could try to leap, a really big leap into the the rock that's in the center of that river, and then try to make a really big leap onto the other side um, versus, let's say you have five rocks that are going to take you across. You have smaller steps. Um, it's safer. 
um, and essentially you actually get there faster. So it, it kind of um, dismisses the argument that if you do one thing, you get somewhere faster. In reality, if you do all five of these, you get there faster. Um, and uh, So yeah. you need to do the work. Yep, you got to do the work. It, it, is, yeah. it is work. And I think um, what we had discussed earlier, which I think is important and critical when we're talking about getting to the other side, I think that that's a lifelong process. I th- I think that there will always be times <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> there'll always be times where you may what I call it's like sliding uh, climbing up a pole and you slide back down that that is typical that is a normal part of life's process uh that you think that you have finally arrived because you've learned all the five uh, touchstones But then something bad happens again. Well, the point is the more you experience these five touchstones and the deeper you go, you you have a toolkit that is always there for you when things or obstacles get in your way. You deal with them more effectively. It's not going to eliminate all the obstacles in your life, but how you react to them will change. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can't – so what what I hear you saying is that you can't really control – what happens outside yourself? You can only control how you respond to it, um, and and I, and I and I say respond purposefully versus react to it because we want to reduce the reaction and make more of a response. Mm-hmm. And when you're working on incorporating the five touchstones together, you're getting more into a responsive mode, mm-hmm. and maybe even more along self-reflection, learning. And growing from that experience rather than reacting that doesn't have those other pieces in it, meaning when you react, you're not self-reflecting. When you're reacting, you're not learning. Yeah. So by incorporating the, the touchstones, you're influencing and re- not only influencing and reinforcing the other touchstones, but you're also reinforcing the idea of self-reflection and learning within yourself. And that's when true growth really takes place. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, if we could go back to what you were talking about, Michael, earlier about success. Um, and, and, and what, what does that mean? And when I think of our mission, one of our statements, our one line statement about having a full heart and a clear mind, to me personally, that is success. If I have a clear mind and a full heart, from my perspective, it would make me a better decision maker, a better friend. I would make healthier choices in my life. Um, and so to me, that is success. When, when, does it include the physical in your opinion? Is it, what is success for, for our listeners? I, I think that success is, it's an indiv- individual definition. So Deb, as you're talking about, that's for you. Um, I share that perspective as well. Uh, but I also know people that define success strictly through their job, getting a promotion, getting a raise in money. I know other people that would define success by the the car that they drive or um, the house that they live in. I know other people that would def- define success as terms of getting into a relationship, marrying, having a family, and being able to work toward growing that family is success. So 
it's really, I think, individual. What's interesting to me is that sometimes they, there's an overarching view of success society defines that's attached to things that, that are attached to things monetary. You know, you make so much money, you say, well, how do you know if someone's successful? Look at what they own mm-hmm. or what the bank owns for them. But that's mm-hmm. how, did the, how did the touchstones, in your opinion, address that just that wide range of definition of success? How how does, in your opinion, do the touchstones? I think I think it, the touchstones bring you back to yourself. Mm-hmm. Would you agree, Maria? Yeah, that absolutely. I mean, getting in touch with yourself. It, it's it's almost a byproduct of the practice, mm-hmm. and and there's so much to learn. When you engage in that practice, mm-hmm. well, I think going back to your analogy, Maria, that I guess success, if that is your destination, the touchstones keep you on the path or they take you from point A to point B mm-hmm. to C, D, so that it does help you achieve your intentions or achieve your definition of success. Mm-hmm. I think in the previous pod, I think in our first episode that we did, I think, Maria, you you brought up the idea of slowing down to move faster. Mm -hmm. Were you something close to that, right? It was the the turtle in the hair, I think, is what you said. Tortoise in the hair, yeah. You got to go slow and you get there faster. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, when I think of success, uh, I agree with both of you on on your views of success. Uh, For me, um, I think it's very true. Success means transformation, an internal transformation. Um, and I think it's changed over over time where I used to think, well, if I have a good job, that's success. If I do X, Y, Z, or if I have this, um, then it's success. Um, but then I think of it more now as internal transformation to just be better, uh, a better person. So um for example, success would be if I'm more confident, then I can get to X, Y, Z. Then I can get the job. Then I can do mm-hmm. in all aspects yeah. of your right. life. Yep. It's something yep. that's um, – I agree. It reminds me of the Simon Sinek, uh, his concept of the playing the infinite game where um, a lot of people, let's say, want to compete with others and compare. And, you know, they get to uh, point B. They get the the house. They get the – the marriage, they get the job, and then it stops. And then it's like, okay, now what? what's the next thing? Versus if it's you're playing the infinite game and, and you're going for the long term, um, you, you keep, you know, crossing the bridge, all those rivers, um, you know, internally if you're confident, internally if you're, you know, more mindful, you know, all the five touchstones, you just – your longevity continues. You know what's interesting about that as you as – you- talk about that, what comes to my mind is that all those things that you mentioned, the external things, once they're achieved, it's almost like the the question comes, it, it's bringing you back to yourself. Now, whether you yeah. look at yourself or not, or whether you mm-hmm. choose to do the self-reflection, that's another thing, right? Mm-hmm. Either you you either you take that opportunity in that window to be able to say, this is bringing back to myself. So for here's an example that'll help. I'm working really hard to achieve a promotion or I'm really working hard to make more money so I can buy that car that I want because that's going to make me happy and I'm going to feel like I'm really successful. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of drawing this in a different frame 
but saying what essentially you just said. Now I get there. I get the promotion. I get the car. And I'm still, after a short bit of time, become unhappy again or I'm not mm-hmm. satisfied again, which is bringing you back to yourself. That's mm-hmm. bringing you back to yourself. The question is, are you looking – are you taking the opportunity to look at yourself mm-hmm. and to do something different at that time? Or are you staying external and saying, well, then maybe if I get a bigger house – then I'm going to feel better. I'm going to be more happier. So I think that – I'm sorry, Deb. But I think the touchstones Mm -hmm. are those keys that give you opportunity Mm -hmm. to be able to look at yourself because back to our whole discussion about then that can lead you to those – to the path of being truly – Well, if you can't be happy with yourself, are you really Mm -hmm. happy? True. So I think that – that is a part of the equation. Whatever, whatever you define success as, obviously it will, it, whatever your definition is, is the goal would be to make you happy. But do you ever really, what you were saying is true. When you achieve a goal, does that mean it's over? Mm-hmm. And, and I think what we're trying to show is that these stones are lifetime tools, that it's a lifetime process. Um, of constantly growing. So how can so that that leads to this question. So how can and and again just for a listening audience when we talk about the touchstones it's about the meditation mindfulness breath silence sound those are those touchstones. How can how can those touchstones be be a positive influence? Like what what is it about them? Because what we're saying is like when you do those things, you're going to be in a place, right? Mm-hmm. How how do they? How does it that they work in tandem together in order to make it to make a positive influence? Whether it's a business, mm-hmm. whether it's your culture, your business culture, whether it's yourself personally, how do you how do you see that in terms of that influence? Well, you can't change what you don't know. If you're not aware of what makes you nervous, angry, if you're not aware of your emotions, you can't take control of them. If you don't know what pushes your buttons, you're you're not prepared for when your buttons are pushed. <laughs> so being mindful is what you are saying, tuning into yourself, um, knowing how you're feeling and what you're feeling and being aware of the present moment without judgment, accepting it. And then identifying those things that either are bringing you joy, are making you angry, getting you nervous, stressing you out, so that when you are present in mindfulness, you are able to make changes. You can change the things that you don't like about your life or yourself, or you can take control of your emotions. So that part goes into the breath. The breath will allow you to... um Take control of your mind by calming it. Same thing with the sound. Everything is a vibration and has a sound. And the whole point of the sound is, is to calm the body, is, is for relaxation. And so when you have, when you are relaxed and when you are mindful and when you're breathing, when you're oxygenating your brain, and you are sending out good brain chemicals, um, you are able to make better decisions, and then you're able to go deeper into meditation. You don't have things um, bothering you or disturbing you, that you have a clear mind, 
and and are able to go deep. So I hope that addresses a start. You you can mm-hmm. add to it, certainly, Maria. I'm trying to think of what other um, touchstone. I, no, I think the I I think that was I think that was a, a good explanation. I yeah. think people wondering, you know, how do you we offer these as a group. So how does it, you, you know, so, and I think you did a good job explaining about how these, like, for example, when you, when you are, when you are in meditation, you are paying attention to your breath. And sometimes we say focus on your breath in, right. in order to help you do that. But that is also being mindful because you're staying present with, with the breath and, and, and you're going to be in silence. And even preparing with, yourself mm-hmm. for, for meditation, doing the techniques so that you can go deeper. And another one that we didn't touch upon, and we'll just touch upon briefly today because I know we could do a whole podcast on it, but as we know, um, intellectual development doesn't always give us all the answers that we may need. And most of the time, the answers that we do seek are internal. By going deep, exactly what you're talking about, that self-reflection, it creates, it helps develop our intuition, which is, is critical. And it's a critical um, human skill. And learning to pay attention to and, and recognize it and trust it. Absolutely. Right? How many times that we have an opportunity to do that and sometimes we don't because we don't recognize it as an, an intuition. So I think that's an, that's an important piece too. I agree. How many times have you been someplace in a parking lot or in a, in a situation where you know your gut is telling you to do something or not to do something and we either ignore it and we ignore it because we don't want to offend anyone, but we don't listen to ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Maria, what would you – if you if you were listening to this as someone kind of on the outside listening to this and like kind of digging what they're hearing, you know, and so they think what – what could someone do to personally start incorporating these into their life? You know, because I know you've done that and mm-hmm. we all have. But I mean, what what are some ways pe- good, people can start doing? Because if, if you're sitting listening to this and you go, OK, I'm hearing about meditation, mindfulness and breath and intuition and sound. Like, what do I do with that? Mm-hmm. Like, what would what would you tell them? Yeah. Um, so I'm learning a lot from working with both of you, obviously, and meditation is, is a resource that everyone will be able to go to and, and learn this as well. But I think when I first started off, um, I read a lot. I read a lot of books, um, and, and reading allows me to slow down and read sentence by sentence, and, and I take notes. I highlight, and then I summarize it and, and summarize my highlights in note-taking. So I'm trying to reinforce a message of some sort. And um, it's really hard, but I try to be very aware of how I'm making decisions and, you know, just the landscape of where I'm at. Um, and I journal a lot. So journaling is something um, that takes time to do, but like what Deb said, you got to do the work if you mm-hmm. want to get somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And um, so it doesn't take long, but it's a way to um, get off the devices. If you can do stuff in print, paper, physical, tangible uh, activities, it just, for me personally, allows me to slow down and reflect versus doing something quickly. Uh, you're going to have more of a tunnel vision. Um, do you think that when we talk about these touchstones and maybe I'm new to the game here, you know, I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, 
Well, you know, I hear, you know, there's a there's a lot of traction out there now with mindfulness and meditation. There's apps out there, you know, that are promoting this. There's, you know, books out there being mm-hmm. read. There's online courses that people can take and all these things. But the other thing I'm wondering is, does it, is there another piece that I get challenged with? Not Michael. I'm just talking about a, a listener out there that wants to start exploring these things about, I'm going to have to change some ways that I do things mm-hmm. if I'm going to do these things mm-hmm. or, or, or not. I mean, is it requiring me that it, when you say read, for instance, well, mm-hmm. what if I'm not a reader or journal? What if right. I don't write journals? Right. Or for instance, what if I don't even take time to sit down and, and my life is chaotic or I might not define it as that, but I have people to say like, hey, I'm running from morning to night, man. I don't – I'm just telling you that's how it is. And and we're presenting these pieces to them, these touchstones to them. Is Are they going to be required to do – is there some prerequisite that people are going to have to – whether that's a habit or whether they're – do you know what I'm I'm trying to articulate? Yes, yes. I, I think what you're saying is, is true that – um, in order for people to get the buy-in, they need to experience. I mean, I can I can talk about an orange, but yeah. and I can tell you the color orange and it's round and and I know what an orange tastes like, but it's very difficult for me to explain to you what an orange <laughs> tastes like. It's something you need to experience. But you can take baby steps, and you've always said this, Michael, is that you don't have to do all five at the same time. It, it's it's a it's an incremental learning process. Mm-hmm. And and for me, the first step was learning to breathe, just simple breathing techniques. And once I found that something just inhaling to the count of five, holding, exhaling to the count of five made such a huge difference. And when I practiced it, and then applied it. I, I meditated right after. It's like, my goodness, I, I felt I had more focus and went deeper. So I think when people can practice the skills that do make a difference and do work, and they're so easy, you can do them while driving in a car, standing in a grocery line, sitting in class. You can You can do the breathing techniques anywhere, and they work. So I think that that is like the first step of awareness is that the techniques do work. I and like make that. A I like the idea where you're talking about achievable experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, we have that in our in our one liner, and, and we mm-hmm. think and and we did that purposefully because we thought that was really important. And I'm right. glad that you're bringing it up now because that's one thing that crossed my mind. If I'm new to this work, you know, I'm going to have to build into this, right? I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna. If I'm if some people aren't used to meditation, they they think they're going to sit down for 15 minutes and clear their mind, and that, <laughs> it's the hardest thing they, you'll ever yeah, do. Yeah, wake up because that's not going to happen. <laughs> right. But but if you mm-hmm. can sit in the chair like we were talking last week and just get get used to doing that, I like the idea of the breath because we all are breathing, we're already doing it. So why not modify it in some way and then it and then have the experience because I like that. It, once you once you get the experience. You you start getting hooked, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Maria, when you first were doing this work and you started out way back when doing this work, I mean, you were experiencing some pretty significant uh, positive changes from some of the breathing work that you mm-hmm. were doing, right? And, yeah. And I, I think it's also important to um, identify that you have to 
do it for the right reasons. I think um, me being a millennial, um, <laughs> there's a lot of millennials <laughs> like like me that we're into the apps and all that stuff. And or we go around saying, oh, yeah, I meditate. Yeah. Like like as if it's a, you know, a nice patch to wear on you um, because it looks like you're you're um, very mindful and looks like you're it's almost like like, a, you know, I mean, I don't know the words mm -hmm. for it, um, but you have to when you're practicing this and breathing, you, you got to know a little bit about why you're doing it. You know, but I think. If you know that your life is chaotic and all that stuff, you're already you already made a step. You have an awareness right. that my life mm -hmm. is chaotic. I got to do something. And um, but whether you choose to do something or not is is up to you. And, and us wanting to make a difference, right? I mean, I we, was going to say right? if, if you don't if it doesn't right. change your life, then it hasn't it hasn't really right. made um, it's it's not real if it hasn't made a change. Yep. Right. And I like the way that you position that. And, I, and for people listening in our audience, I think it's really good, too, that you don't have to do all five of them. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I w I've been thinking about recently is this idea about silence. And I can recall um, years ago, my cousin has, I know, 40-some acres in, in, uh, in Highland. And I remember it was uh, a winter night. And it was one of those winter nights that wasn't too cold, but it, when you walked in the snow, there was that crispness that you felt with every step. Mm -hmm. And I'm walking into the woods, and, and you look up, and the sky was clear, and there were a lot of stars. And it was just brisk enough where you weren't uncomfortable, but, mm -hmm. you know. So then walking, and then I got in the middle of the woods, and I just stopped. And the silence was so powerful. It, it was amazing. And I'm getting – the reason I'm sharing that is because I'm getting back to your idea of your experience. That was years ago. Mm -hmm. And I talk about it now and I feel like I did it yesterday. It was that powerful. Mm -hmm. But it was that meaningful to me. So it gets back to your why. Mm -hmm. That's the why. Mm -hmm. Like I want that place. And if I was a person that was listening to this thinking my life is chaotic, it's like when you experience the silence or you experience the breath – or in, in any one of these touchstones, even a sound bath. I know we can do a whole thing on sound well, bath. I'm excited to get but, into that reset button. That's the universe's mm -hmm. natural reset button for our human system is exactly what you're talking about and brain entrainment, which is another conversation, but it's fascinating and it's a part of sound. So mm -hmm. not to get too weird here, but in the womb, in the amniotic fluid, in floating, mm -hmm. that's an experience of just being in this envelope of almost silence, if you will. Or this, but the mother's heartbeat. In the mother's heartbeat, mm -hmm. right. which is kind of the vibration, vibration. thing. I mean, right. it, what we're getting is this is all interrelated. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like getting back to that. Like we, we get out into the world and we lose that mm -hmm. That it's our reset button, it, and and that's what made me think exactly. of that the reset yep. button. Yep. So that is that is that is just it's I, exciting. It's yeah. an exciting talk when we get into sound and how powerful it's connected with the other four uh, touchstones. Yeah, good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just like even breathing, getting back to the breath, we think of breathing as just being so natural, and we take it for granted. But if you can't breathe, you don't take it for granted right. anymore. And if you learn how to breathe, breathing techniques, which is pranayama, 
I guess is a yoga for breathing, uh, you realize how powerful it is and how all, all of it's connected. And the whole point is to reset, to bring us back to calm, um, mm-hmm. a calm state. And I think of these, when I think of our, our episodes and the things that we're talking about in our podcasts, and I think that we're really, you know, in 30 to 35 minutes, we're not going to, you know, this is really a high level overview. Our goal is really to get an interest and get people thinking about their, where they are in their life, to just get them to be able to think about, is there something that I can do differently that I can have a better outcome? Because I think that we all desire to be in a place of centeredness and peace. And sometimes we get so caught up in the chaos of life that we just lose touch with how to do that. And one of our missions is to get back to that human-to-human connection and to get in that connection back to, to ourselves. So one of our goals here is to be sharing these really on a higher level, just introducing ideas, starting the conversation. But we're going to have many, many more of these opportunities through podcasting to introduce more ideas, get the conversation going and moving again. Um, and as we move forward, we are going to have opportunities in which our audience can begin to interact with us, uh, where, we, we'll, where we will have links to the research and the things of support that we're saying. We'll be able to share those with you as we as we go on and move forward with this and also share some community and get get all of you out there in the listening audience that want to start sharing and have ideas to start talking with us as well. And we're going to be moving in that direction. Because, Marie, I was really excited when you said you did a lot of reading, which we all have done a lot of reading. There are so many articles. That's what's changed over the last probably 15 years since we we were into this many, many years ago. But it's just recently where there's actually really good studies on it. So where can we put together something for our listeners so we can – um, if they access the website when mm-hmm. it is available where we can have, what oh, yeah. did you call it, a science page of, of resources? Because I think yeah. that's critical yeah. to have. Everything that we're saying is backed up mm-hmm. by thousands of articles that we can be Yeah, sharing. yeah. Uh, like one of the plans is to kind of basically get a resource library together on the website. And so we can have different categories on all the five touchstones and uh, and then the signs behind it. So, um, yeah, so that'll be pretty exciting. Yeah, exciting things to come. And, and, yeah. and, I'm, and thank you for, for sharing that because we, as a listening audience, we want to be able to have you continue to listen to us and then get engaged in the resources that we can provide you and keep the conversation going because when you have other like-minded people attempting to do and carry on with the types of things that you want to accomplish, it really becomes a community it's effort. It's powerful and you have yeah. a lot of support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So stay yeah. tuned. We'll look forward to uh, our next episode and we'll be announcing uh, what that will be look like as we, as we move forward. So as we finish up, just remember that having a full heart and a clear mind builds the neural pathways that will awaken you to a healthier, joyful, and a more successful life. We wish all of you a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holiday, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us. 